0: Hello and welcome back to the Creative Visibility Podcast. This is Brett Schubert, your host. And let me just tell you something. If you're somebody who's really stuck, who maybe is like, I don't know how to be more consistent. I don't know how to show up more on social media. I feel like I do so many things in my life that I should be doing, that I could be doing more of, and I'm just not sure where the priorities lie. I have a solution for you it is the imposter to influencer map if you have not downloaded it is totally free and this is how i've been able to successfully build several businesses from my own personal business uh, with the creative visibility course but also with broadway husbands we just literally hit our first five figure brand deal with a major car company and i cannot believe that it happened something i've was praying what happened in 2022 and boom it happened and to be able to create content to get paid to create content to be able to be a visible part of the queer community is so important to me and so important that i help other people do the same thing so i want to help you reach the same kind of goals. Whether you want to just get more consistent at creating the content you're already making, or just feel better about it, like be more authentic because God knows we see a lot of people doing it poorly. This map can guide you from imposter all the way to influencer. It's what I use and teach, and it's totally yours for free. So go to create a visibility map, or you can check out imposter to influencer map.com. Now today's guest, is somebody who I've kind of become infatuated with. She's a TikTok star. She is an amazing improviser. We did a collaboration on Instagram Reels not too long ago. Super fun. Her name is Karen Cassidy. She uh, is part of the Atlanta acting community, but she has been so consistent at showing up on TikTok and using her skills as an improviser to grow her following that she now makes full-time income doing that and teaches on the side. She's a great example of somebody who really focuses on her strengths. She just does the thing that she does well and she does it consistently and she's been able to build something out of it. So whether you're a trained improviser or not, and we do talk about the fact that improv is great for anybody at any time. If you've never done it, it can free you up in such beautiful ways. I put a link in the show notes down below for you to check out her improv classes at Dad's Garage. They do some online courses as well, but you're going to really enjoy and hopefully get some freedom and some creative freedom and inspiration from today's episode. So take a listen. This is Karen Cassidy. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, I'm so glad that you invited me. I'm very excited.
0: I'm very excited too because we we got to make a fun reels that I really was so excited when you said yes, like to do that collaboration to play the cool mom's cool dad and yes. um and I feel like the reaction was really good. I think people really enjoyed it.
1: I think so too. I had. So much fun doing it because I knew you obviously are hilarious and your comedic timing is so good, but I never in my wildest dreams imagine you doing all those fun little, like the pasta and like, <laughs> it was just so perfect.
0: Yeah, but you like, you gave, you did all that. I just like played off of it. You're so talented. I I think it's so, it's so fun to watch you really latch on to the medium of short form video as... Mm-hmm what to me I I mean I I see you as a trained actor I see you as this skilled performer and you've found this way of playing this medium that feels just as just like I'm watching you live like I just think it's really cool how you've you've been able to use the medium so I just congratulations that
1: is such a nice compliment like Seriously, that's probably one of the top ones I've received, especially coming from you.
0: Oh, wow. Um, nice.
1: Yeah, that's very, thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: I, well, so a lot of people, if you don't follow Karen, which you should, because it's, you're a relentless with the amount of content you create, <laughs> which is, I think probably, and we'll get to that, which I think is probably one of the most inspiring things as a content creator to watch you. It's like, how do you constantly come up? I'm sure you probably get questions like, how do you keep, you seem like an endless source of inspiration, but for people who don't follow you, tell people, like, how did you get started? And I want to also then kind of shift into like your ability to accept this short form content medium, but let's just talk about how you got started.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, good question. I, well, I was asked to join TikTok. I was asked, but a friend recommended it to me. They're like, oh, I think you do so well on it. This was pre-pandemic. And I was like, no, no, no. I do not need another social media to like, you know, keep me occupied. But the pandemic hit and as actors, I lost every single job um, that I had booked for the rest of the year. So I, my thing was just to keep entertaining people because that's what I do. And that's what lifts my spirits. So I decided to join it. I did a really dumb lip sync to the Golden Girls remix. And then ever since that, I was hooked. And I just kept creating content from there. I mean, any type of video you can think of, because I know a lot of people, now I have that niche. But before, I was doing anything that came off the top of my mind. And that's how it started. And then every single day since that day, I just keep trying to post.
0: Well, so, but previous to that, you're yeah. saying, like, you're working as an actor, you're Atlanta-based, mm-hmm. correct? Had I'm you Atlanta. always been Atlanta-based?
1: Um, metro. I'm actually metro now because we just moved last year. But, yeah, I've, besides college, I've always been in metro or Atlanta area.
0: And as an actor in Atlanta, what mm-hmm. was your, m- m- like, major source of income? Like, what were you doing?
1: Um, well, I am a, an improviser and improv teacher at Dad's Garage Theater in Atlanta, That's my main place of work, Um, but before that, or not before that, with that, before the pandemic, I was also an actor at Agatha's Mystery Dinner Theater in Atlanta, and it was the longest running dinner theater in Atlanta, Um, and that was also a huge source of my income. Unfortunately, the pandemic um, hit it hard and it didn't survive, but um, I know, but it's, the actors have moved on and they're doing some other dinner theaters, so that's great. But now it's, it was just that freelance gigs, directing here and there, coaching here and there, and whatever I could get my hands on.
0: And were you, uh, you know, you have an agent in Atlanta, so you
1: I did, I don't need more. I did years ago, but I, the nice thing about Dad's Garage is it's such like a hub for so many different people in Atlanta, as far as directors, um, creative directors, writers, and so the majority of the commercials, voiceover gigs, anything I got came from my connections at Dad's Garage.
0: Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. so to me, I think that is such a great point for anyone who's in a smaller market, not like New York or L.A. I mean, New York or L.A., it's all about community as well. But right. I feel like in a smaller market like that, like finding that community is so important, don't you think? Yes.
1: Yes. I, I couldn't thank them more. I mean, that's, they have helped me so much before I'm at now.
0: I just think it's so interesting to me to think about, let for me, right? I grew up in Southeast Texas wanting to be on Broadway. So I was like, there's just no way I could stay in Texas. I got to get the hell out of here and go to New York in order to be successful. But for you, you grew up in this area and you've been able to stay and be a working actor.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because it wasn't like this um, when I started at Dad's. I mean, obviously, there were de- there was definitely theater. There's, you know, the Alliance and Aurora and all these big professional sure. theaters. But, you know, it was just like a normal state, normal city. It didn't have much until, of course, that tax break came. Now, every street I turn on, there's one of those huge movie signs. And so it is kind of crazy because I had thoughts of possibly going out to, like, New York or Chicago for comedy. And I was talking to a good friend about it and she was like, you're leaving a gold mine. She's like, you need to stay here, not just for comedy, but for anything in the movie, film, TV industry. So ever since then, I've never gone anywhere else. I've just stayed in Atlanta.
0: I I think that's so cool. So when you started creating content on TikTok,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what were you making?
1: Like what type of videos?
0: Yeah, you were like, I was making anything. Okay, oh so what were you making? God. Oh my because God. I think this is like, it's so good for people to hear. If you're somebody who's like, I really want to get into TikTok or I really want to get on Instagram, but I don't know my niche. Like yeah. you had no niche at that time, correct? So what were you making?
1: So I'm a very physical actor. So as far as improv goes, I'm the one that'll be on stage and, and reacting emotionally and very physically. With that being said, This is hard, this is like crazy to think, but I didn't talk in my TikToks up until almost, I would say maybe even close to a year of posting. So everything I did was to music because I just wanted to portray physicality. So the thing that I caught on the most with that I had so much fun looking back, I'm like, I can't believe I did this. I did series. I did like rom-com series, making fun of them. Rom com series, 80s horror, um, a clap, like, yeah, the 90s rom com. And I would spend six to seven hours a day. I'm not even joking. That was my full time job because I had nothing else going on. And I would change out in these characters, change out in these costumes, and I would have to do it exactly to the beat of the music because I'm so obsessed with like beats. <laughs> and that's why it took me six hours. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And that's the majority of the things I did. And I did this thing called the Jazz Singer where I would lip sync to Frank Sinatra.
0: <laughs> well, and so, yeah, that was your full-time thing because you weren't working, but were you right. actually making money from it at the time?
1: So I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's what I want everyone to know. I started this because I just want to entertain. I just want people to laugh. That's my whole thing. And then when I found out I could make money... I was like, um, I'm sorry. So I didn't start making income off of this until well into maybe a year or so after I started.
0: And what was, and so what was the transition to that? So you're making these six to seven hour long (laughs) masterpieces Uh and, and you're, In that moment, you're thinking, I just love this. I just want to entertain. You're getting to use all of your skills, right? You're directing yourself. You're acting yourself. You're telling your own story. You're writing your own stuff. Yes. Which is so cool. And I think so many people are scared to do that. Like, it's like, they almost feel guilty. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to actually enjoy what I do on a day-to-day basis, right? But you're actually, like, enjoying this with no pretense of, like, I'm doing this to grow, following, or make money. Correct? Right. So when did that, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I didn't think I was like a brilliant writer, but I had so much fun just, I don't know, creating things for people. Yeah.
0: And were were you finding an audience at the time? Like were people coming in and following you and going, oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah.
1: I built a pretty solid um, audience that, you know, they would constantly come back to my comments. Like I always knew who they were, which I loved. And then I would start going live and it was always the same huge handful of people and I would just throw on different wigs and they would in the chat put in, this is the character, this is your scenario. And I would just do improv with wigs on live for like three hours. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm back to doing like. And of course dad's garage still had improv online shows, but this was like my main thing for a long time.
0: So when did you find this niche? So just so everyone who's listening knows your niche I, I would say is, like, you've fallen into this educational
1: parenting,
0: yes. and educational, like, people who deal with educational school systems on a day-to-day basis.
1: Right. Yeah, I, besides the rom-coms and all the series, I just did what I thought was funny or that I could relate to or I thought other people could relate to. So one night I'm like, oh, man, my mom was a teacher for almost 20 years. And I just decided to be a teacher one day on a video. It was like 30 seconds long, and teachers when you're talking in class. I was like, oh, I remember that. I wonder if anyone else would remember this. That's when I woke up and I'm like, I freaked out because the video had 500,000 views in less than 12 hours. And I was kind of, everyone's like, were you excited? I was panicking because I didn't know what to do. And like the comments wouldn't stop and the alerts kept coming in. And I was like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? And so I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do another one. And I did another one. That one went viral. I did another one. That one went viral. And I was like, so this is how people fall into niches. You give the people what they want. And the reason I liked it so much, Brett, is because everyone of every age, every ethnicity all around the world related to this character. And that's why I... I just get chills thinking about it because it just, it touched people in a way because it brought back memories and it was just so cool to see how everyone could relate to it.
0: Uh, I I love that you, you observed, you panicked.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's all just acknowledge that. 100%.
1: It's
0: like, you panic. It's, it's. It is so normal to start to go, holy shit, people are seeing me. And yes. that is a little bit scary. So yes. for you, I mean, I think part of the, one of the most important things to know is that you, you have training and you have experience and you you were doing this before TikTok even existed. So mm-hmm. for, I think a lot of people who who want to start creating content or who want to do entertaining content even... Mm-hmm. They, gotta understand they got to understand that you got to have some skill set mm-hmm. in there, even if it's small, like, even if you just like, but I think that that's the thing that some people just forget. Like you've been doing this for a really long time as a, as a performer. So you were able to transition that. But then I also really love what you said that it felt like you were connecting to people. It was like mm-hmm. relating to people. And then that's why you continue to do it. That's why you love it.
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. And and I loved doing it and I yeah, I loved how everyone could relate to it. It was really nice.
0: But you're not a teacher.
1: I'm not a teacher. <laughs> and, and to this day, I have so many followers that still think I'm a teacher, but I'm not. I'm not at all. I just I observe and yeah, I've been acting for a while, so I'm honored when people think I'm a teacher.
0: Well, it's very convincing. And I I do think that there, the, so this kind of leads to what I was saying earlier. So how in the world do you come up with the amount of ideas and content? And does it still take you six to seven hours to make it?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could do that anymore. So this is the greatest thing about it. This is how improv, why I think improv is just so important. It's such an amazing skill to have. And I'm not boasting about myself, I'm saying I just think everyone should take some improv I classes. do too, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I so, say that to,
0: it, no matter who you are, it just, oh, it frees you up on a day-to-day basis to be able to rely on your impulses in such yes. a straight, such a strong way, you know?
1: Yes, yep, think on your feet really quickly. So I would just start getting tons and tons of suggestions because everyone's like, oh my gosh, do the teacher that, when they leave class and the class is alone, or oh my gosh, do the teacher that... And so I just started getting a massive list of suggestions in an improv, that's what you do. You take a suggestion and then you run with it. Mm -hmm. And so I took a suggestion, I never wrote anything down. I just would turn the camera on and I would just improvise for like five minutes and then cut it, edit it and post it. And it would, with my improv and edit, it would take probably uh, 30 to 45 minutes for a video.
0: Yeah. And and you're still to this day, following that same process.
1: Yes, yes. I'm Now I'm trying to branch out a little bit more of different characters, but I know the teacher and education is what everyone will want. Are you means.
0: still editing your own videos too?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And I use different apps now to edit and yeah. And I do my own captions still, which takes some time, but I know it's really helpful.
0: Yeah, and um, and we had a whole thing with the green screen.
1: Oh my Which God. we made
0: work, which we made oh. work. So, talk about monetization for a little bit like where and when did you start to realize okay i can actually pay myself through Mm -hmm. this process and then and and what is that process for you now are you seeking out brands are they coming to you what what is yeah so what's that process for you
1: Yeah. well i started getting monetization on tiktok gosh i guess in 2021 and you know I, this is a whole nother like podcast episode but it started off really big but because so many people have gotten on TikTok, the money you get now is very minimal
0: i've seen just, that yeah the
1: pool of money stays the same but still regardless very thankful for anything i get i that started and then ads started reaching out to me the first one i had was a big candy bar company let's just say that and this is so funny because I didn't know at doing ads was a thing, or I thought I, there's no way I would ever get to that point. They reached out to me and they're like, what's your rate? And I was, I had no idea I had to be in charge of that. And I know you're thinking, well, you've been an actor for this many years. I've always had a problem of putting a worth on myself. Cause I'm of like, course. Right? I it's de- a
0: hard thing to do. Well, all actors do, right? We all are like, I'm just so grateful to get to work. I just <laughs> want to do what I love, you know? And then, and this is the this is the curse of so many actors is we get under, we undervalue what we're yes. doing. And that's yes. also, that's a whole other whole another episode. Yes. That's also a reflection of how society treats the arts. But yes. anyway, continue. That's,
1: and that is so <laughs> right. That's so true. So because of that, I was like, I'm going to charge this massive painting bar company, $150, beat that. And like, I'm like, I'm so scared of what they're going to say. And then they were kind of like, uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. How many
0: followers did you have at the time?
1: Oh, uh, on TikTok, maybe close to 40 or
0: 50,000.
1: Okay. $150. It, yeah, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And, they and they were like, like great.
1: Yeah, but like, that's no problem. And so then I I was I felt off of that. I was like, this is a big company. And I reached out to one of my friends that I became friends with on TikTok, who also started getting a lot of ads. And they were like, uh, no, you should be charging at least this amount. And I don't know if I want to say it, but it was way more than what I was expecting. I was blown away because I'm like, it's just me. He's like, Yeah, but think about it. You're creating this, you're directing it, you're editing it, you're acting in it, you're doing all of the work and i'm like oh okay i guess that is a good point so instead of paying people to do big commercials you know everyone's on social media now they're like this is our commercial so they could be paying a high rate and i'm charging them 150 dollars right so that was the moment i went back and i was like actually i'm gonna i'm gonna charge this and it was a little thing because they're like that's a lot more than you originally said but basically i was like yeah but i learned a lot in the last 24 hours So And they were
0: were cool with that? They were like, great, no problem. They
1: met me in the middle. Great. They said, well, let's do this. But still, it was way more than I expected. So from that point on, I started getting a few more ads. And then at the beginning of this year, I signed with a social media agency.
0: Great.
1: a friend had and i reached out and i said how does this work i would love to get involved and then he re- he connected us and they of course you know will fight for you even more and they're like this is what she's worth and i was like no way any brand is going to accept that and they're like okay no problem that's when i knew oh my gosh they know we're they know i'm new they knew i was green and they i'm sorry i'm not trying to talk bad about any but
0: no let's talk a- about it cuz i think it's helpful to know for anyone who wants to go into into this influencer space, right, yeah. All right into this content yes. creation space, you need to know what's out there, and I think that's something Zag is trying to sort of get on board with. You know, they're trying to unionize mm-hmm. the influencer content space because of this exact issue, right? Which is they target people who are making great content and then say yes. and then try to undercut their costs, and it's super important to stand in your yeah. in, in your in your values.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, um, I had a friend tell me the other day, because he's really big into works in film stuff. He's like, there are millions more people now invested in TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram than like Netflix and Hulu shows. And that blew my mind. And of course, Netflix and Hulu shows do really well. But you know what I mean? Yeah, most people are spending time now just scrolling through videos. So companies are willing to put that amount of money into an influencer. an ad so yeah that's the thing is know your worth and it's so hard but
0: well also i think what's really great is like if you're if you're struggling with that piece of the puzzle get an agent get somebody who will do it for you because then
1: Uh, yes
0: you don't need to try to figure all that out someone else who's who already understands that part of the business can do it for you and to me it's it's worth paying a commission for for some of these rates oh
1: Yes, because at first I was like, oh, man. But then when I saw what they're charging, I was like, take all you want. Yeah. But, yeah, getting an agent really, really helped me understand, like, oh, I am worth it. I am doing a lot of work for this company.
0: Yeah. How do you stay motivated? Like, how do you keep making? Because what's your goal? You release a video a day or more than one video a day? Two videos a day at this point?
1: It used to be one a day, which I I would love to get to that point again but with my other full-time acting and improv coming back in which i'm grateful for gosh now i'm thankful if i can get two to three new videos a week wow but i ideally would love to put out at least a video monday through friday every day
0: and when are you batching now are you just like how do you because that's another piece of the puzzle for people right they Mm -hmm. don't know how to get consistent Mm-hmm. when they have those bad days or the days where they just don't feel like being in front of a camera or they're exhausted or they have a baby crying at the back <laughs> how do you push through and honor that commitment to your to your audience and to yourself
1: well and just to be totally candid i definitely like i don't know if you've noticed on my social media lately i've kind of taken a bit of a hiatus because i was getting burnt out and i was getting to the point where i was getting unmotivated and i hate saying that but it's the truth because you're posting every day for what two almost three years now and so i think what i needed to do was i needed to take a mental break um because you get so bogged down with which, uh, this there's a whole other episode again but you get so bogged down with the likes the follows the shares you're not getting enough what's happening oh this one got, got a lot i worked so hard on this one this one almost got nothing and you start comparing and it it just becomes a really vicious cycle and so i had to take a break mentally and i think that's what can help motivation when i took that break i i took a tiny little vacation i'm going outside going to stores i start getting motivated again because i'm seeing stuff happen i'm seeing characters so that's when i start jotting things down and then i just have this like the spark is getting reignited so when i have those days of okay now i have all these ideas if I have just a few hours, I'll just throw some wigs in here, and for a few hours, I'll like film three or four videos, and then that can be my my batch for that next
0: week. That's great. So
1: sometimes it'll be one day I film for the whole week, which is kind of what I would like to do. Yeah. Did that answer your question? That was no, it
0: does. I think it's super important to people here, like, because from the outside it can very easily look like, wow, she's just an endless well of creativity. And some people listening might look at your stuff and go, I could never do mm. that. I could never come up with that much stuff. It's like, well, she's not doing it all. You know, you're not doing it all in one day, um, yeah. you know, and it's all when the timing is right. But right. I do think that, I also think there's something really cool too. And I and I wonder the benefits besides the monetization, right? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm are you noticing opportunities coming your way as an actor more? Are you getting offers or are you noticing people that you never thought would notice you coming to you and saying, Hey, like you're awesome. I'd love to audition you or I'd love to work with you or anything like that.
1: Um, I, I have noticed since, um, I started getting more successful on my social media that I was getting more, um, people reaching out to me in the Atlanta area, asking me to audition, not like a huge amount, but more than before. Um, so I was just getting more people being like, Hey, have an independent film or someone, Hey, I have a product, a deodorant. I want you to audition for. And that's, what's so nice because besides a social media agent, I represent myself. So it's just nice that this social media thing has kind of helped me get out there more and be seen. And that was not my intention, but, you know, as an actor, I'll I'll take it.
0: How is it... I hear a lot of actors, um, artists, pretty mm-hmm. much anybody who's in some sort of freelance artistic field, right? They say, oh, I got to be better about my social media. Mm. Which always feels a little vague. It's like, what mm-hmm. does that mean, right? Because it's like, what do you mean your social media? There's so many platforms. There's so many opportunities. And I think that could be part of the issue for so many people in our community is that there's almost too much to choose from and there, that lack of structure makes it really hard for them to go, that's what I'll do, right? Right? Uh, maybe I'll do a YouTube, maybe I'll do Instagram Reels, maybe I'll do TikTok. Right. Um, what do you say, because you work with actors even in the improv world in a dad's garage, which we'll put a link to dad's garage down here so that anybody in the Atlanta area wants to check it out. Right. Um, oh, and they do online courses too, right? Um,
1: we are going to start doing that again, not yet, but we are going to.
0: Great. So that'll be down below. Yes. So how do you, you know, as somebody who's been now on the other side of successfully navigating social media as an actor, how do you help those actors who are maybe feeling pressure that they're supposed to do the same?
1: Uh, oh, like put yourself out there on social media and yeah. and stuff. Um, that's funny because we recently had a workshop where I helped run it trying to inspire improvisers to start their own TikToks or, and so for me, it's just anything that you think is funny in your head. Cause a lot of the videos I posted are is weird humor, but that's what I thought was funny. The audience will find you. I think just use it as like a portfolio, use it as a journal, just people I think maybe compare themselves to YouTubers and it has to be perfect quality and it has to be, you know, the lighting and it has to take two days to film. Of course you want good quality, but every phone now pretty much has – that's all I use my phone. Um, I say it's just – just do it because the audience will find you. And at the end of the day, you're just doing what you love and you're just having fun doing it. You're not – and then if something comes out of that, even better.
0: Yeah, I think well. I think that's so important to just – to help people like, like who do you follow? I'm very curious, Karen, like oh. who, who are the people you love on social media to follow? Um, yeah, I just, let's just, yeah. let's I'll, I'll ask that question. Yeah.
1: So, um, I, cause you know, the FYP, the algorithm just knows like the people that you, uh, attract to. So it's all improvisers from like either LA or New York. Not that I meant to do that, but that's just what I found out. Caitlin Riley,
0: Oh, Caitlin is, is the best. Oh, so good. I love her. I just love her. Everything amazing. she does.
1: Yeah, amazing. She's so good. So her um and her um wasp mom is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like it's so
0: good. so good. It's so good.
1: Okay. Drew, um, oh my gosh, he's the one that does all the waiter stuff in the restaurant.
0: Oh yeah, he's hilarious. He
1: and he's also an improviser at UCB and his character even though he's stuck with just the restaurant his characters are so diverse and they're so amazing um michael um burke
0: oh i I love michael burke yes yeah michael
1: burke erin goldie boy of course and then actress beck she's really funny and um over the moon recently she's a i don't know if you've seen her stuff but she's a huge TikTok. Person that does just millennials and like remember back in seventh grade and it's so spot on. So it's just like nostalgic and millennial stuff.
0: Do you follow Benny Drama?
1: Oh my yes! <laughs> I just watched recently the other day for like the tenth time the Hairdresser one. That's so young.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's did so you good. see his? Did you see his new character, the real estate agent? Oh my, my yeah <laughs> What it is her is name? Incredible. It's like Prudence I can't remember. It's so she funny. Walks
1: like she does
0: like she does like grapevines as she walks.
1: Like it's so funny. It's so he he's incredible. It's so he's so
0: good. I wanna be him in another life. I just love him so much.
1: He's
0: awesome. I so I love that. I love that you you know, you're honoring so that's really interesting too to say to people like I do a lot of lip sync. That's most of the short form content I do. The lip sync stuff is really fun and mm, easy for mm-hmm. me. And I like to, I like to twist it. Like I like to take it and like spin it.
1: I do and love maybe, that. Yeah.
0: But maybe there's something like also kind of lazy about that on my end. Like, you know, it's very easy to, to, to hide behind somebody else's audio. And you're, you're seeing it. I think a trend, especially on Instagram, they're saying now original content is going to get, a higher priority on instagram but um meaning original audios who knows if that's true or how they can actually measure that but i think it's super cool to see like your these people you're mentioning are people who are doing this improv work they're coming up with their own characters they're telling stories um and it's all stuff that we all can we can see it we know the people like we know the teacher we, yes. know, we know the wasp mom. We've seen them at the grocery yeah. store or at the theme park or at the whatever, right? So. Yeah.
1: That's what's so great about it. It's all people, yeah, you know or that someone in your life is just relatable.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to, to know like that is really what social media should be about. Is about re- creating something that people can relate to. When yes. you do that, people feel connected. And does, does that help you feel connected too?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I love doing content and that's really, I mean, I've done a few sketches with some friends that are so abstract, kind of more adult swim-esque. I either want to do something extremely relatable or so out there that you're like, I can't relate at all. That's why I love this. (laughs) But no, I think because it, it just builds this like emotional connection, even, You know, as we know, laughter is so important and I just get so many messages and this is not to, again, boast about myself, but just how people relate to it on such a level that it's it's helped them or it made them remember something or it's gotten them through a really tough year. And so just being able to create something so relatable that can connect with people on a personal level. It's just, it's kind of blown my mind. It's become more than just, let me just do some funny videos. It's, I don't know how to say it. It's just become a lot more than that now.
0: I love that. And I think that you should play the teacher in every single TV. Movie, <laughs> every, everything, if anyone needs a teacher.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: A, a teacher, a principal, a cool mom. Um <laughs> yeah like just you should be in everything it's like you're you just nail it and um,
1: i feel the same about you but i know you're not gonna But yeah
0: i just um feel like we're friends and we've never met in person and it just makes me so happy that's the thing i love about the internet
1: (laughs) yes i agree
0: so i will put links to karen i'll put links down uh, below in the show notes for all your platforms tiktok instagram And Dad's Garage, I'll include a link down there too, so if people wanna check out some of your classes there. Anything else you wanna leave people with before we sign off?
1: You know, well first off, I'm honored that you asked me. I love you, Brett, and I love your content, and um, I'm inspired by how often you post and how much you interact with your audience. But other than that, um, if any followers are listening, thank you for everything. I wouldn't be here without you, and um, I hope to continue to make fun, hilarious, relatable content.
0: I have no doubt you will. Aw. Thank you, Karen.
1: Thank you, Brett.